Hello there. I'd like to offer my welcome to the people in Mexico who just started listening and were watching, well, actually listening to This Is True Really News. And All in the, the amigos. Right. And I want to greet you in the traditional Mexican way. Hola. El burro es grande. What does a great burro have to do with this? Big old donkey. Oh, is that what it means? I, well, never you mind. Then. Doesn't it? No, I, there could be, there could be, shall we say, donkey. Uh, never mind. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't mean that. I know that for certain. My sister's a linguist. She would have shut me up long before this. She's tried. She told me. <laughs> you just keep talking. In any case, please like, subscribe, and or follow This Is True Really News and invite all your friends in Mexico to like, subscribe, and or follow This Is True Really News. Hang on, I'm throwing things. We'd really appreciate it. Now, you can follow us uh, if you'd like to change what you're listening to us on at Podchaser, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Listen Notes. And if you're following us, please wear a noticeable trench coat and fedora so that we understand. And a mouth guard. Otherwise, we'd be frightened. This is True Really News with Scott Combs and Tony Vercanis. All the news you're about to hear is true. Really? As far as you know. So you decide, stupid or ridiculous level of self-confidence? Do I have to decide right now? You can wait till the story's over. Okay. No, decide right now. Stupid. Probably right. <laughs> According to Worcester, Massachusetts Police Department, the bizarre chase started around 845 on July 6th. 845 in the morning is that at a time local man called 911 reporting a crime. Okay. 8.45 in the morning. Called the cops, and we meet our female protagonist, the 38-year-old Joanna Gardell. Hmm. She had stolen a company pickup truck he'd been driving, hence the 911 call. While a man was away from the truck, Gardell reportedly climbed in and zoomed away. That, children, by the way, is why you always take your keys out of your car unless you live near me where there is no crime. Or you have a truck like I have, and no one nobody wants it. The insurance company would thank me. <laughs> anyway, back to our story. <laughs> Lucky for the cops, the owner of the truck had installed a GPS tracker just for this kind of occasion. Yeah, in Massachusetts, you know how they are. Uh-huh. The GPS showed that the truck was only some three miles away. On the way there, the cops met a driver whose car the stolen truck had collided with. Just gets better. The police soon found the truck with Gardell still in it. The responding officer flashed the old blues, got out of the cruiser, began approaching Gardell. She, however, wasn't going down without a fight. Oh, no. He walks toward her. She turns the key and zoom, the chase is on. Tum, tum, tum. I'm expecting it turns into a, a, an OJ kind of chase. Something slow. And he goes back to the car, follows Gardell. Fairly low speeds to begin with. However, she had no intention of stopping. And gradually the speed increased, zooming down Worcester, Worcester's, Worcester's, Worcester. A place in Massachusetts. Zooming down the main street. Ran several red lights. So that I'm thinking, you know, the tickets are getting bigger. And the cop decided that the safety of the public was more important than immediately catching Gardell. So he turned his siren off, stopped the chase for the time being. Smart move. Truck. Had a tracker in it, right? Had a GPS. Yeah. So it was like she was going to go somewhere without him knowing. 
Although the cop behind her had given up the chase, Gardels didn't plan to stop still. She sped along Main Street until she encountered traffic congestion, which apparently even happens in Massachusetts. Yes. Well, it's a small woman, state. <laughs> the woman tried to get around the stop cars by hopping over to incoming traffic lanes. You might expect that that went as well as you would expect. Collided with a van. Mm. Three officers who happened to be present then tried approaching her to get her out of the truck. Still defiant, she backed up and hit the police cruiser that had stopped behind her. I have now lost count of how many tickets and or uh, crimes she's going to be charged with. A lot. Right? So she smacks into the cruiser. She's knocked down, dragged one of the officers before speeding off. Knocks down a cop, drags him a bit. Now we're looking serious jail time. Oh, boy. Cops pursued her, but once again had to call off the chase. Safety concerns. By now, she must have felt that no cop could ever catch her. Um, really, why I'm else? King would, of the world! Think about it. Why else would she suddenly have decided to pull into the drive through of a nearby McDonald's? Oh. This is like the and, guy who stole the ambulance and leaning back the towards leaning back towards stupid, aren't you? <laughs> Pretty much. I don't know. Well, who celebrates at you know nine in the morning? <laughs> they get me some a breakfast. I need me a Big Mac and fries. That's <laughs> the way I celebrate. <laughs> well, it's still breakfast time. I that's true. Get yes, a sausage yeah, McMuffin or something. That, but that's not really celebrating. I mean, come on. <laughs> I like them. That's, I do too, but it's not a celebration. Big Mac is your celebration food at McDonald's. No, just add egg. Dude, Sausage check all the muffin with egg. I'm telling you. Check all the books. It's a party in your mouth. Unfortunately for Gardell, now she's you're in the drive-thru lane. Where are you going? No place. So two new cop cars. So, so far now we have, what, three cop cars and probably six cops with this. She made one more desperate attempt at escape. She intentionally rammed one of the cruisers before trying to make it out of the McDonald's parking lot by going off-road. But the, the truck had taken a beating by this time and got stuck in the yuck. Yeah. The cop stormed the truck, finally managed to drag her, kicking and screaming out of her seat. Handcuffed, placed under arrest, finally. She has been charged with a hilarious list of offenses. <laughs> by hilarious, you mean extremely long. 13. Oh, my. Including, but not limited to, failure to stop for police, red light violation, assault and battery by means of a dangerous weapon, disturbing the peace, operating a motor vehicle after suspension. Yes, sports fans, she did all this without a license. Now I'm beginning to maybe self-confidence. I'm not sure. No, I'm sticking with stupid. The charges, thankfully, didn't include, you know, like manslaughter or something. Right. None of the cops were too injured, I suppose. Gardell's case isn't the only police pursuit this year that included a weird stop in it. In February, a man suffering from mental illness was charged with two burglaries. He led the police on a chase that lasted over seven hours. I didn't know there were marathon records for that. The cops and the man set off in southern Los Angeles, and it ended in Ontario. Dude, did he wait, wait seven hours? Didn't well, he have to stop for gas? I'm guessing they weren't going the speed limit, and that was my thought. But maybe he had one of those nifty electric cars. Now that would run out. No, of that, it that. doesn't go 700 miles. Yeah. With his luck, there'd have been a rolling blackout, and there he'd be. Uh, <laughs> the oh, here we go. The chase was so long that at one point the cops had to make a stop for gas <laughs> for certain. 
<laughs> hey, eventually, stopping for guests. Anybody want a donut? In Ontario, they eventually got him to stop with a with the old metal spike strip. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's odd. <sighs> nope, I'm sticking with stupid. <laughs> From Patrick Reed, our man in Liverpool. Our liver what you say? Liverpudlian. He's a Liverpudlian. Well, he might identify more as Irish than Liverpudlian. Well, just call him Patrick. His father was hilarious. I'll tell you about it sometime. Two men in India are in jail. What's Patrick's last name? Reed. So his father was hilarious, Reed? <laughs> Not exactly. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he was pretty funny. Uh, two men in India are in jail for saying cow urine and excrement are not a cure for COVID-19 on social media. Well, that's a pisser. Andro, <laughs> like, like Combam, an activist. It translates to Arnold Smith. I And Kish, oh man. Thomas it, Jones. Uh, I, as much as I tried to learn from my Indian neighbors before they moved, mm -hmm. I can't read these names. You it's, know why they moved? It's really hard. No. They were, they were tired of trying to teach you how to pronounce Indian <laughs> names. Kisharan Chandra Wankem. So E and K. A journalist, the second one, K is a journalist. They, they've spent 45 days in jail and could be detained up to a year for refuting claims made by Pragya Thakur, a controversial MP, who also claimed the urine can cure lung infections caused by the virus and stated she drinks the urine daily. That tells me a lot that I don't need to know. India's National Security Act, NSA, gives the state powers to arrest and detain suspects for up to 12 months without formal charges or a trial. Meantime, doctors in India pleaded with citizens not to cover themselves in dung as it could aid the transmission of the virus. Earlier this year, Manipur... Really? State That's yeah. the reason? Uh, yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Earlier this year, Manipur State's Chief Minister Biran Singh told reporters freedom of speech, although protected under the Indian Constitution, cannot be misused. <clears throat> According to whom? See, it's 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 the <laughs> gently deep breath, deep breath <laughs> in out. Now, Coming to a school district near you. So. An unopened, yeah, an unopened copy of Nintendo's. This is just for us collectors. <laughs> if you if you look over over there, over there, there, over there, I see my gear. Anyway, at my house, if you go oh, through two, oh, oh. if you go through two walls in the doorway, okay, and a really big shelf filled with stuff from dads. Oh, okay. Um, you will find ensconced under the chair under the stairs. Okay, about fifteen hundred to two thousand comic books. Oh, I've seen these because it's pretty. My wife was a comic book collector. You liar! She's in the Boundary Waters. What does she know? Oh yeah, go <laughs> carry on. She's smart enough not to watch us. <laughs> she gets to see us live, which is enough for her. Mm. Anyway, so a little collector news. Unopened copy, Nintendo Super Mario 64, sold at auction Sunday, $1.56 million. Yep, the hair on the back of my neck is now going, really? Heritage Auctions in Dallas said the 1996 game, 
breaks the previous record for the sale of a single video game. One would certainly hope. Okay. Don't know who, haven't released who purchased it yet. Well, Super not Mario me. 64, for those of us that are geezers, was the best-selling game on Nintendo 64. Oh, yeah. And the first to feature the little Italian boys in 3D. The sale follows in an open copy of Nintendo's The Legend of Zelda, which sold at auction for $870,000. Valerie McLecky, McLecky? Hi, there's a good Irish name. Uh, Heritage is, I suppose it could be Scottish, couldn't it? Heritage's video game specialist said the auction house was shocked to see a game sell for more than a million dollars two games after Zelda broke the old record at $870,000. Okay, we'll regress once more. Last April, the auction house sold an unopened copy of Nintendo's Super Mario Brothers, 1986, that someone had forgotten in a desk drawer. $660,000. How? How? Well, you find it in your desk drawer. (laughs) and And then you call someone and they go, hey, we should see if a really fancy kind of auction place would like to do it. And Softy said no. So they went to Heritage and... In their ignorance, sold it for 600. 860, 870, one point something, something. That makes zero sense to me. I know. See, I was so stupid back then. How stupid was I? How stupid was I? All right, let's try it one more time. Okay. I was so stupid back then. You were really stupid, right? Somehow I'm missing the you know, sure core component, I think. Small stroke, but it's one of the two. <laughs> I had a ton of toys and things that would have been great collectibles. Oh, sure. Including your comic books. Yep. When I was a kid, my dad bought me a Batman utility belt back in the 60s. I love kids. My parents wouldn't buy me one. Cost five bucks. I know. Last I saw, one of them sold for over 50 grand. Oh, my god. They were goodness. still in the box, though. Oh, okay. Okay. My problem as a kid... And even with the comic books, I figured I bought the toys to play with and the comic books to read. So I did that first. Yep. Yep. Otherwise, I'd be rich and wouldn't have to hang around with you. From Patrick Reed, our man in Liverpool. Hilarious his son. Man of steel knocked over by bus. Not the real Superman, mind you. Oh, good, because he would make hurt the bus. I've seen the cartoon. (laughs) But a Brazilian comedian who was trying to make a viral video. No. Are you sitting down? At see, my height, how can you tell? <laughs> the, see, the idea was to jump out in front of the bus as it was stopping and pretend to stop it with his hand. <clears throat> However, you've seen, the, you've seen the cute pictures, right? Right, right. Where somebody is, they got their car parked there and they're pushing at the moon. Yeah. And then they have the car parked closer and the moon is halfway in. Yep. And it's yep all the, and they're very cute. The perspective thing is very cute. This is stupid. No, he actually wanted to put his hand on it. This the is video stupid. as the bus absolutely stopped. Yeah, but he's a comedian, so he doesn't know anything. It's not funny. So <laughs> he can end up with an elbow where his shoulder should be. <laughs> or worse, a face where the back of your head used to be. And well, anyway, no brain between the two. So. Luis Ribeiro de Andrade, I think. I'm, I'm not great with Spanish. The rough translation is Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Misjudged where the bus would come to a full and complete stop. See, you knew this was going to happen. A little further back than he expected. <clears throat> he appealed to the bus company on the driver's behalf, telling them he was responsible for the almost a stunt. 
For its part, the transportation company issued a statement emphasizing the importance of attention to traffic and ensuring all necessary care. His mom let him play in traffic, I'll bet, as a kid. Well, I'm not sure what... I, I don't know a, a mother anywhere in this world that would suggest to her kid to go play in traffic. It's oh, a good joke. Pretty much but I hear Brazilian mothers are very smart. See? She knew early. I play in traffic. <laughs> this is True Really News. Send email to TITR at netradio.network.